Hi, I'm Vic Francis, pastor of Shaw Vineyard, and I'm pleased to share with you Transmission Stories, where I sit down with members of our congregation and chat about how they are, in big ways and small, picking up where Paul left off in the Book of Acts. It's all part of our Transmission series, where we're following the missionary journeys of Paul Sunday by Sunday and figuring out what that means for us in 2019 in our workplaces, homes, schools, and other areas of our lives. Today I'm chatting with Jenny Lennon and Rob Ashcroft, a nurse and a teacher, about what it's like to take faith into the ward and the classroom. It's not an easy task, in fact it's quite a difficult balancing act, but they talk honestly about being Christians in a secular environment. I hope you enjoy their stories. So here then are Rob and Jenny. Welcome to the latest of our Transmission Stories, Conversations, Interviews. I've got with me here Rob Ashcroft, who's the Deputy Principal of Kauri Park School um, and um, doing just a great job in his local community in Birkenhead. And Jenny Lennon, who's the Clinical Charge Nurse um, in the Radiology Department at North Shore Hospital. And so it's great to have you guys here as we explore our series we're calling transmission. We're boldly saying we're picking up your own story where Paul left off, which is a pretty, pretty big thing to do, Jenny, tomorrow at North Shore Hospital. Mm. But tell us before we start, what is a clinical charge nurse? What do you do? So I am a hands-on charge nurse. I have about 25 nurses in my team. Um, I coordinate the day-to-day shifts within the department. Um, having lots of funding rosters and all that kind of stuff but also being um a, kind of like a clinical coach really especially to the new nurses we're always recruiting so there's always lots of training and teaching that yeah i'm involved in with with the new guys so it sounds like a fairly high pressured job at times at least there is never a dull moment yeah. each day <laughs> is always different i never know what we're going to face when we walk into work but um yeah i guess that's what mm. makes it exciting and challenging at the yes, same indeed. time. Yeah. Rob, you're a relatively recent deputy principal. Just this year, is it? Or has it been uh, yeah. than that? So, yeah, recently appointed this yes. year. Um, yeah. Been at Cody Park School for almost 13 years. So yeah. for most of that time, teaching um, year five, six students. So about 10, 11 year olds. And has it been a massive change for you at this stage of your career? Uh, becoming DP? Yes. Um, yeah, a, a, a timely change, I think, yeah. for myself. Um, yeah, stepping into the role, which is, there's been a few changes, so it's a little bit less defined than just stepping into exactly doing what the previous DP was doing. Yes. Um, but it's actually, I think it's timely in a sense for me. I, I think there's some things that uh, that are on my heart or and skills that I have that I think work yeah. really well in the role as a DP compared to when I was in the classroom. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm sure it's an exciting time in your life. Jenny, I... I sort of get this impression of you in this quite intense environment. I think mm. if you're working with radiology, you're probably working, you know, with people in their extremity, I suspect. Um, tell me yeah. tell me about your work and, and, and what it's like to be with people, um, mm. I don't know, in, in their toughest times, perhaps. Yeah, I, th- I think radiology is definitely a department where we do see people at their rawest, their most vulnerable, probably some of the darkest moments that they're in. Um, you know, we get a lot of trauma th- 
from ED come, come to us for the um, scans. Most people during their stay in hospital will come to radiology. We're kind of the diagnostic hub of the hospital. Um, we do a lot of procedures, biopsies, a lot of work with oncology patients with their scans. Um, yeah, so we definitely see people at their at their rawest, which which can be quite tough. And because it is such a transient department, you know that we do have time issues because we're only seeing them for a relatively very short space of time. It's not like on a ward where patients can be there for weeks and weeks. You know, they're often only with us for, you know, up to three to four hours. So it's just trying to do the best you can within that within that time frame. So you were telling me before that you have always been a nurse. I mean, mm. literally always been a nurse. When did you get your first nurse's uniform, Jen? I got my first nurse's outfit. I think my mum gave it me for Christmas when I was about three, and I've still got a photo. Three it's quite years cute old. with me in this little <laughs> uniform. And um, as soon as I put it on that Christmas, that I knew I wanted to be a nurse. It may sound like a bit of a cliche, I always wanted to do it, but I, I really did. And I've never really wavered from that. There was a time in my hippie time in my teens where I had these idea that I'd go off and be a philosopher, but that didn't quite work out. So <laughs> yeah, from the time I moved down to London at um, 18, I was lucky enough to get a position, training position at Guy's Hospital, a big teaching hospital in London. And yeah, that was the start of it. And 30 years later, and I'm still still doing it. It's amazing. And so now yeah. you, you've done mm -hmm. a few different nursing um, uh, disciplines, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now you've been in radiology over the last, how long? 10 years. 10 years. So yeah, before that, I did a lot of surgical nursing. Um, I did a stint in ICU. Um, but yeah, been in radiology mm. now for 10 years and clinical charge for about the last two and a half. So Rob, did you get your first teacher's uniform when you were three? Um, absolutely not. Not yeah, quite. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> no. When I was three, I probably just got my brother's hand me <laughs> That's right. So when did you start teaching? Uh, so I would have, well, I started uh, teacher training when I was uh, 33. Okay. About, approximately. About, yeah. yeah. So, and I did a three-year degree. So then three right. years after that was when I first started teaching. Okay, so sort of in a middle life, I suppose. Yeah. Um, what Was it a big decision? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, so my uh, previous uh, job when I was um, working at uh, TVNZ, I got to a stage where I was just at a bit of a, a crossroad. You know, felt that I had some decisions to make. I'd sort of pretty much done most of what I needed to, um, what I could do in my particular role. Uh, and so then it just got me sort of thinking, well, mm. what, what and where next? And, um, and then I basically uh, thought I'd like to go teaching, which was a regeneration of when I was back when I was probably about 20. I'd right, you'd already thought that maybe... Thought, well, that actually, strangely enough, I'd actually applied for teachers right. back when I was 20, and they didn't right. let me in. They didn't I, let I you thought in. I was dead set. They I, was must a, I was a guy, I could play guitar. <laughs> yeah. is, isn't that not what, what they, more what, do what you need? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I must have done something wrong in my interview for that. But uh, yeah, so basically, yeah, crossroad right. and, and really a stage where I guess part of that decision to train as a teacher was thinking of, you know, uh, that I wanted to do something that I, that I felt was, was worth was something, worth. More, more than what I was currently okay, doing, doing before. Yeah. I think um, because often in churches we talk about, um, I don't know, pastors or missionaries or, or people who are doing some sort of so supposedly ministry role, whatever that means. I think of teaching and nursing maybe as something that some people would call a vocation. 
um, maybe a job with a slight more meaning. Would you identify with that, Rob, uh, as a vocation? And if so, what does that mean? Uh, Yeah, so in terms of it being a vocation, I I think absolutely that, that it's not just something that occupies my time and brings home a pay packet, but Mm. it's something that, that I feel that there's something more of me that I'm giving to it for almost this, uh, mm. a, a greater purpose. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it happens to be like like nursing, you know, teaching. So you're a profession as well, you know, so I'm yes. in a, a profession, and yeah. it does occupy my time, but that vocation that probably yeah. sort of sits on the top at, at the heart of, of what you do, really. Okay, so what, what does vocation mean for you, Jenny? Yeah, I mean, I, I think nursing is a vocation for me personally because it was something that I've always felt called to do. Uh, I think probably I can safely say that me and Rob are both not in it for the money. Um, (laughs) um, So yeah, I mean, just wanting to do something with my life that I know makes a difference, Mm. I think is, um, yeah, I think is really important. I know when my head hits the pillow every night that I've I've done my best and hopefully, you know, imparted some... Kindness. I'm sure there are some very difficult days in your job and in, and in any job mm. and, and maybe even difficult weeks in your job um, but you do have an overriding sense of of doing good or being in the right place or whatever. yeah I think I think God's amazing you know he just has this knack of putting me in the right place at the right time and it's nothing particularly that I do it's you know it's all him but yeah. um, you know that there was a moment a few weeks back where um, a lady came in for a CT scan with, with cancer, and this scan was gonna, um, you know, t- tell us whether the chemo was working or not. And when she arrived, she was just so raw; you could just tell she was literally at the end of herself. And I just sat her down in the chair next to me, and we talked about the scan. And I had to put her IV line in, and she just collapsed. She just mm. sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And, you know, in in that moment, I had a choice, you know, I knew my, you know, the other people waiting for scans was, was backlogging and, you know, it's it's easy to get into that kind of conveyor belt mm. mentality where, you know, you've got to get everyone through. But, you know, I just sat with this lady and she just sobbed and sobbed and I cried with her and we just held each other for that brief moment. And I think in that moment, she knew that I... Yes, you know, yeah. I I felt I, that I didn't particularly understand because I I haven't been there myself, mm. but I but that I felt her pain and I think that was really important for her. I'm sure it yeah. was important for her, yeah. and and as you say, an easily missed moment because yeah. there will be another patient. Yeah. The next hour yeah. or half hour or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but it's just recognizing those moments where actually you do need to stop and just kind of be present, and I think that's a big thing, being present. Yeah, because you can do your, your tasks and tick the boxes and mm. do everything that needs to be done, but it's it's a very different thing just actually being present with someone. Which leads me sort of towards our, our transmission series. So we're doing these missionary journeys of Paul and um, these transmission stories. We're saying, you know, picking up your own story where Paul left off. Mm. I'm thinking at, at Kauri Park School and, and at North Shore Hospital, you're not tomorrow going to stand in the staff room or on the ward or in the classroom and be able to preach a sermon like Paul did. So you're not going to come out of our series and say, I'm going to do what Paul does in Acts 13, 14, <clears throat> up to 20. Yeah. So where, where, does, where does faith and your work connect, Jenny? Um, 
for me, I think it all boils down to kindness. You know, mm. we can't, you know, like you said, we can't outwardly preach. It's not like being on a missions trip where your sole purpose is to, you mm. know, preach the gospel. And I, I, I come back to the quote, Francis of Assisi quote, mm. and he says, you know, preach the gospel wherever you go and if necessary, use words. Right. And I think it all boils down to kindness mm. and just... Um, yeah, I think the world needs a lot more kindness. Mm. Kindness mm. is an incredible um, gift to the world, isn't it? You know, yeah. in whatever way. So how about you, Rob? Um, again, I don't imagine you're going to preach tomorrow when you go into class. No, um, no. But, but you're a Christian yeah. there, nevertheless. Yeah. So maybe it's a little bit more like Paul in his tent-building stage rather right. than when he's actually out on the mission okay. to, to, yes. to evangelise. Yeah, uh, yeah same, same thing. You know, we, um, we explicitly can't actually, you know, preach or... Or talk about God, you know, openly, uh, well, in in the mainstream state mm. school, that yes. anyway, yeah. um, or even other things that you might want to do at times. You know, you might feel that it'd be be quite good to pray with a person, but mm. you just you can't do those things. Yes. So um, yeah, interesting with the the kindness thing as well. So with our with our school, um, Cody Park School, so KPS, um, actually also those letters are used for other values of mm. which kindness. Um, is the first one and perseverance and service and although that was essentially uh, made by the school is not a, yeah. you know not Christian mm. I really see that all those values actually um, are very godly values mm. anyway so mm. so for me to live and outwork those values actually in, in, a, in a sense is being as being Jesus or being God mm. yeah absolutely in that, in that place so mm. It is interesting that as a as a pastor, and I get to preach whatever I like or when, whenever I like. Um, my own conclusion is that that things like kindness and you know to take any of the fruit of the spirit we mm. could perhaps, but any um, if you could if you could take something like kindness, that is a great I don't know end result. Yeah. Be it in you know working with someone who's new in your church or with mm. a whole congregation or whatever it is, and so. It, it's interesting that regardless of where we are, we come mm. to something of a similar conclusion mm. that is of, of how and what God is. Mm. I think, um, Jenny, um, you, you have a bit of a phrase too within your ward um, that's really significant around that. Is it the yeah. Everyone Matters thing? Yeah, is it, one, how does that work? One of the values at um, Waitamata DHB is everybody matters. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the cleaner or you're the top consultant or CEO of the hospital everyone matters and everyone's and everyone's you and you as a leader I guess you have bosses above you as well but you as a leader get to set something of a culture around that yeah yeah I I would like to think so (laughs) um you know I, I do a lot of recruitment and you know I'm interviewing new nurses at the moment and one of the questions that I always ask in the interview is tell me about a time where you've gone above and beyond when you've gone the extra mile for someone and that's the kind of nurse that I want in my team. Mm. You know, technical skills, how to use machines mm. and pumps and do procedures, I think can all be taught. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, having a nurse that's kind and empathises with their patient and will go the extra mile for them is something that's, you know, inherent in them. So that's something that I always try to drill into, mm. you know, when I'm interviewing, Yes. you know. Yeah. New for you, members. for you, you're working with life and death. I, th- mm. I think every day. I mean, yeah. obviously, not everybody who comes into you would be in a life and death situation. Yeah. But but obviously, they're big things yeah, to end yeah. up in radiology yeah. at a hospital. 
um, you know, kind of does that give you a sort of a, a bigger perspective of life, of eternity? I think it's nursing has definitely given me an eternal perspective, which I actually think is a real gift. Mm. You know, it can be so easy to get bogged down by the day-to-day stresses of finances or your car's broken down or, hmm. you know, someone cuts you off in traffic. Mm. Um, well, I still do. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Any time. I not learned that one yet. But, um, you know, and the, the, the people that I see, you know, on a daily basis, we, we are all, at the end of the day, just a heartbeat, a breath away from eternity mm. and meeting our maker. And I guess I see that. You know, every day at work, you know, the, sometimes the trauma that we get through from ED, you know, these people didn't expect to be in that place. You know, they, they woke up like we all do every morning, brushed their teeth, toddled off to work or wherever it was, and then sometimes an hour or two later, you know, mm. they're with us. They've had a massive heart attack or a stroke or, or a bike accident or mm. a car crash. And, you know, suddenly they're with us and it's like, you know, it's it's raw. It's yes, yeah. It's, very it's, raw. it's tough tough times for people. So it helps you put your own life and faith into some sort I of perspective. Think it definitely gives me perspective, mm. and just knowing that we've actually got to live light mm. and not sweat the small stuff. Right. Yeah. So important, yeah. Rob. I'm thinking of a obviously you're a DP now, but I'm thinking of a classroom at the beginning of a year and there's so much raw potential for a teacher who looks at 30, 35, yeah. whatever your classroom is. I mean, how how does that float your boat? Or, you know, kind of, what, is, yeah. what does that do for you? I mean, the, the interesting thing about teaching is really for for most teachers, actually, you, you've, you've got someone else's children yes. in, in your life, probably for more hours than they mm. do yeah. themselves and so um so there's quite a part you know mm. it's actually the, the whole teaching profession is is really pastoral isn't mm. it? so so i think for, for me seeing those students and coming back to almost those things you know the kindness mm. and, and the perseverance or the service or even the fruit mm. of, of the spirit there's a, there's aspects that we can almost draw yeah draw uh, god out of you know the, the Yes. students themselves mm. you know because if we created mm. in God's image then all of us have these components yeah. of God so we might not be able to explicitly you know preach or say certain things but we can actually show and draw out those aspects of God that I think um, yes will be should hopefully become familiar to them you know like if there's mm. a time in their life when when the, the, the spirit you know moves on them or reveals right. itself to them in a, in a clear, explicit way, then I would then I'd hope that it wouldn't seem too foreign to them yes. because of their experience mm. at, at school. So there's quite a lot of faith or, or trust in God involved in that. It's like you, you've got this group of kids, and, and in your context, it's unlikely that you're going to be able to sort of, you know, do a, you know, a, a first-to-last mm. Christian message. And yet they will know in some way that you're a Christian teacher. And... It, and and in 10 years, they'll probably remember that you, you know, kind of we all remember, mm. we all remember our best teachers and our yeah. worst teachers, yeah. maybe, you yeah. know, and so to be the best teacher would be an amazing privilege, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, it's not, it's, yeah, it's definitely not something you take lightly, because mm. it's, you, you know that you actually can have a huge impact on, on the, on the kids, um, in terms of, in, in terms of, you know, that whole transmission mm. thing, you, you don't, um, 
it's not like you can get to the end of the year and go, oh, look, let's do a stock take. And, yes. and these kids, even though I didn't actually mention Jesus yes. to them specifically, three of them became Christians. Yeah. You, know? yeah. So yeah. you do really, you know, you're trusting that, <clears throat> yep. that mm. by living and outworking your, your life in the way that, that um, God would want you mm. to live, that that is impacting on them yeah. in whichever way. And, and we don't know the, the results of that, but that's yeah. where the high Absolutely. trust comes from. But I think... Um, yeah, it's like I was thinking before about how right at the moment around us, there's all you know, the, there's radio signals being trans, transmitted yeah. around. So there's there's messages being sent, but not necessarily being picked up or, mm. or heard yet. But you can sort of tune in, and at some stage, and I kind of I liken that to maybe again, you know, so I, whether staff that I work with or, mm. or students that they've kind of been receiving these messages, but at mm. some at some stage, you know, something will. We'll tune yeah. in and exactly. pick up and go. Yeah. Oh right, that's I, yeah, great. that's that's familiar. But yeah. now it's now it's clear. You know, yes. that's and in, in that sense, in, in my role in a, in a school, I, I guess it's it's God's. He's the one who has to tune it so that they mm. can mm. hear it clear as a bell. Yes. And it's my job basically to to broadcast yep. through action and mm. the kindness and mm. all of those sorts of things. So I mean, you're in a um, a state school, um, so so not a Christian school, so. If you're in a Christian school, you would have, I guess, freedoms that you don't have. But but, how do you work with the, you know, the restrictions you have, and yet within yourself, who and what you are? Yeah. If anything, I mean, and it is a challenge because part of part of me uh, would would think if you know if I could just go in and say, oh, can you know, mm. I'll pray with you about that, or mm. or you want to do something that seems kind of outwardly Christian, or she, mm. oh, there's you know, in the Bible it says this, and that might help you, and you can't do that. It's actually. It's it's quite good in terms of my own faith because it really gets you to, to think well what is what is God all about if I can't if I can't put it into the words mm. that I hear on a Sunday you know mm. if I can't express it to people in, in what's quite common and seemingly you know almost cliche then then yeah. then then what then what is God mm. to me you know what's God to me if if I can kind of if I'm not allowed to, yeah. to, to, to say, I don't know if that really makes sense, but well, it always sharpens you. It's, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. so I'm at, so you actually begin to really think about what are what are the important things for me as a Christian in the way that I should live mm. my life. Yes. So when you know, so now my role as DP, also working with with other staff. Yes. So how can how can I be Jesus in the sense of of being love and yeah. and to those to those people and having them sort of feel I guess uh, valued as people mm. you know like that other one you know every mm. everybody is <laughs> is valued and, yes. and I think that's that's such a that's such a, a God thing yeah that's what God's mm. all about so although we have these things within our workplaces it's kind of like God's God's there, right? yeah. yeah yeah I think Robbie used to sneak in a bit of a blessing for your class every yeah. now and then yeah so yeah so I always say a little little bit of a catchphrase which was, you know, be safe, be seen, be keen, go well, God bless. They knew right. it was just before time, it just before the bell, so <laughs> often they would all chant in as well and say yeah. the same thing. But with that aspect, even just that little, that little God bless for me was um, about uh, really, uh, I guess, letting them just even hear the word God and, and, and know yeah. um, that there is that God is in the world, you know, in, in a sense. So if later on they heard somebody else mention, oh, you know, God, yes. something about, someone was in a place where they could explicitly talk yeah. about God, it's become slightly... And again, familiar. that's the trust of God connecting the yeah. dots. So yeah. you're, you know, one sows and another waters, and yeah. God is God who, yeah. if, if indeed there's increase to be born. And there would have been, you know, there would have been quite a few 
students in the classroom that also you know go to church or are Christian mm. already. So yes. for them, that's yeah. familiar and they accept Builds that. Something, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting, isn't mm. it? I don't know when you when you're walking um, and working um, at the hospital and stuff like that. Are the are the times where you feel Jenny that um, you know kind of God's with you, sort of in small ways or yeah. big ways or whatever? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I mean I always like to start my day by walking the beach for mm. sunrise and and you know I just listen to some worship music and I just try and invite God into my day because I actually <laughs> couldn't do what I do without him I mm. just you know would not have the strength um but yeah there's lots of little ways throughout the course of my days where I where I sense God you know if I'm about to go into a tricky meeting you know I just quickly ask that the Holy Spirit will just mm. be in that meeting mm. you know especially when it's to do with you know staff issues conflict all that kind of stuff um I certainly couldn't do it without you know God's wisdom um a skill that I've I've kind of honed over my 30 years of nursing is being able to put in quite tricky IV lines and we get a lot of cancer patients with terrible veins due to the chemo and um there's been so many times where I've been struggling to get a line in and I'll just quickly send a a, you know an arrow prayer up to God you know just just help me (laughs) (laughs) I need you I can't do this in my own strength just help Mm. me and then bam I get the line in Wow. And um, yeah, it's just time and time again. It's just amazing how he answers those prayers. Mm. It is an incredible adventure every day um, by the sound of it for you guys as you go to your, um, you know, your place of calling, your place of vocation, your, your place of work, mm. um, you know, the, the place you're professional and the place that you're Christian, you know, the place that you exercise what it is to be like Jesus in those places. And I just think it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be reminded and those of um, people who are listening in on this conversation that wherever we are, I think, you know, whether we're in a job that appears to have some obvious outlet for Christian faith or whether we are in a job that, that seems like a, a dead end, mm. um, that we are representing and that we are like Jesus in those places. In that sense, we are picking up from where Paul left off um, and we are transmitting this thing that is the gospel. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing. So I want to thank you today for your time. So we've been spe- speaking to Rob Ashcroft, who's the Deputy Principal of Cody Park School um, and doing a great job. And Jenny Lennon, um, who's Clinical Charge Nurse in the Radiology Department at North Shore Hospital and also doing a fabulous job, also part of um, the Shore Vineyard Um, congregation here so next week we'll have another conversation that we're having to go with our transmission series you can hear the previous ones we've done um, on the source of of this podcast you're listening to and i do hope you'll tune in so god bless you class dismissed have you got got a bell sound effect Thanks for listening to today's Shaw Vineyard Transmission Story. I hope you've enjoyed hearing Jenny and Rob share their hearts and lives. If you'd like to join us for the next of the Transmission Series, we'd love to see you at one of our services this Sunday, 10am or 5pm at 252 Forest Hill Road on the North Shore. And we'll be posting another Transmission Story right here next Thursday, so please tune in again. For more about our church, you'll find pretty much everything you need to know on svc.org.nz. Till next time then, God bless.